When last we left our heroes, you had solved the case of the missing maid, recovering the infamous bog mummy and the maid of Anactoria. You uncovered the, the criminal who was the son of the maid's current owner. So you solved that and have now headed back to uh, the gothic city of Kalifas in Ustalov. Uh, accompanying you is uh, Otis Pavlik, which was uh, the ne'er-do-well collaborator in the crime who somehow you convinced to uh, come and work for you. And <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll figure out what you're going to do with Otis shortly. Now, you've been staying in this wonderful estate that Glanville has a connection to. Glanville's friend has basically got this estate here in Califas, as well as others scattered throughout Ustalov. And since he's not here right now, he basically offered you the use of this, this uh, luxurious place. And that's the map that we are on right now. It's a giant two-story palace, pretty much. It's got the labels for the different uh, different areas with a great hall and the parlor and so on. The only downside to this wonderful, beautiful estate is that unless you staff it yourselves, it's just got a skeleton crew of, uh, of servants. So there's a butler um, and there's a cook and a, a scullery maid and a, and a valet and that's it. So it's a pretty big place for such a small staff, but they, they seem to be making it work for you. We can you dismiss trash. the cook. You can go home. You're not needed. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh. You can't dismiss it quite so easily. You're not going to be here forever. He's also not our employee. We're guests in this home. You can't go around firing the staff. <laughs> well, I don't mean... I mean, I very well can. I don't mean we get rid of her forever. Just, like, take, take a vacation while we're here. We don't need you. Well, we can definitely take care of ourselves. Uh, you can take care of yourself. I will be pampered for oh, that's every right. mile I that I had to march through that swamp infested backwater. I forgot that you're incapable of taking care of yourself. Oh, how useful the aristocracy is. Incredibly useful to leave the menial tasks to those better suited to handle them. Wow. Well, uh, the cook, uh, whose name is Moiseau, is from Galt, and she has quite a good repertoire of food. You may want to keep her around even just to uh, to be your sous chef if you if you want. Hmm. There. Maybe we'll swap recipes. Yeah, exactly. Just consider her an aid another bot. <laughs> Perfect. I, know, I always wanted to try them rich, fancy Galton sauces. Yes, they're very rich. Very rich, yes. You have uh, a couple of things to do. First of all, you have to figure out what rooms you're going to be staying in in this luxurious uh, place with all the maps. There are bedrooms on both floors, so you can sort of figure out your accommodations. Um, you also have some downtime um, to play around with and uh, the rewards from the previous session. So everybody mm -hmm. wound up with a big chunk of cash. Um, so were there any questions or anything um, you want to know in terms of items or services that you might want to purchase? Well, so I went to a general goods store and I bought the whole thing and put it in a bag of holding. <laughs> Sounds have, about right. I, I have every mundane item in a bag of holding. So. Very good. One, one of each? One of each. Right, well, sometimes more, like candles. I got six candles because you oh, never good. know when you're going to need you know, more candles. Before, before we get going too much, I know last time we played, we were kind of freshly translating our characters from first edition to second edition. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, that was kind of a rough 
translation. Like, I went alchemist with investigator dedication, and it kind of didn't work. So for this one, I've switched it up. This one, I'm full-on investigator, just like I was in first edition, with the poisoner archetype. And I think it's a bit better fit. Did you guys do anything similar? Yeah, so we've gotten some really cool books lately. So uh, right now, Xavier is a knight of Laswell and a lich. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh yeah! I'm a I'm a, just a skeleton. I didn't. I forgot to mention. I'm just oh, a, <laughs> oh no longer goodness! A we'll finally know if the beard has bones. <laughs> and, and the champion slowly unsheaths her rapier. <laughs> uh, I didn't change up much with the character, but with the gold, I wanted to play around with PF2's new staff and magic wand rolls, so I got one of each. Mm. Ooh, excellent! Oh, cool. As for Idonia. I made a bit of a change. Most of her feats and everything are the same. The only difference is she has a strength-based build instead of dex, um, mostly because I I was really bothered by the fact that the art has her in a breastplate and I had a, that dex build before and those are fairly incompatible. So I decided, you know what? I'm just, I'm just gonna go with a strength-based build. I don't know, her stats are mostly the exact same, but now she matches the art, so it's fine. <laughs> That is important. Uh, right. I didn't change much of anything rules-wise. I just grabbed a couple of runes and a, uh, or one rune for my weapon and a new shield. Oh, what'd you get for the weapon? Uh, I now it's a fearsome striking plus one. So when I Ooh, critical nice. on on people, they are frightened. The only thing I bought with that giant chunk of cash is a resilient rune for my breastplate, which oh, yeah. took up important. most of it. But uh, I was like, um, I, that's probably fine. I'll figure it out later. Most of the runes I wanted, I think, were a little bit outside my price range with that. So I'll, I'll wait until after this adventure. Yeah, I'm saving up for when Treasure Vault comes out. So uh, I'm probably not going <laughs> to spend any gold until February 2023. Oh, gosh. <laughs> then it's going to be a whole new Xavier. Uh, but for now, I did make one change. I got rid of a general feat that gave me an ancestry feat. So I used to have Nimble Elf. I'm going to be a little bit slower now, but, uh, and this is, I got permission for this for people that are listening. Uh, this is a little unorthodox, but uh, James Beck from Deadly D8 tweeted a general feat called Prideful Energy, which gives me plus one status bonus against fear effects, which, you know, fine. Uh, but then in addition, I can guess Inspire Courage once per day. And that was what I was saying was the one thing that was missing from my translation. I, I felt like I wasn't the, the, the helpful support character that I was in the first edition. So now with Inspire Courage, just once per day until I can get it for my bard um, archetype, which is, uh, Lauren, remind me, when do I get that? Level eight. Level eight. So a couple of levels. Next level. I will have Treasure Vault by then. Wait, next level? Wait, are we level seven? No, we're still six. I thought... Aren't we? Yeah, we're all six. Yeah, I thought we were you're level all six. six. Oh, you're six? Okay. Okay, good, good. Uh-oh. Scott uh -oh. frantically changing <laughs> yeah. all of the uh, encounters. No, no, no uh, goodness <laughs> for the weak template. Oof. Yeah. Uh, okay, thank goodness. Yeah, I was worried. I was like, um, do I have to level up very quickly? No, no. So you've got uh, you've got all your gear. You've got some changes. Hopefully, this will make the characters play a little truer to your uh, to your vision and and to the art, which is great. And <laughs> uh, so you settle into your routine of uh, what you're going to do, sort of in your downtime in Caliphus. You have a you have a couple of of days of downtime before anything happens. What uh, what do you do with your downtime? Well, very clearly, the first thing I need to do is properly staff this place up. So I'll be spending most of my time uh, taking care of that. But uh, 
frequent baths and time in the study is of course important. Excellent. Okay. Idonia is probably going to be going into town to check on the locals, see what the gossip is, what's going on. Um, maybe incite a riot or two and then remember she's in Galt and that will be bad for everybody. We're in Ustalov. Yeah, we're in Ustalov. Oh, I thought right. we were just, in Galt. Yeah, no, we're talking about the, Galt and cooking and I got confused. Yeah. That's the, that's oh. the chef is Galt. Galt. Oh, well, in that case, we absolutely want to start a riot. I'm going right, cool. nowhere near Galt anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good place for, uh, for folks like Glanville, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I think she's going to try and see if there's uh, local followers of Milani in the area and what sort of things that they're fighting against, what sort of uh, corruption and troubles that they're having, because that is the plight of being not a noble, Glanville. <laughs> to waste all my days looking for problems where none are. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh, I think I'm going to get to know the staff, so I will be fraternizing. Nice. Okay. Um, well, uh, Glenville is quickly hiring more and more staff, but the uh, person that you probably get to know the, the most is Quigley. Quigley is the valet, and or valet, as they say in Galt. And uh, you can um, get to know them pretty well. They are um, pretty young, and they spend the time sort of running around asking you if you need things, opening the door, and so, so on. Very friendly, very... Good kid, it's basically what you can tell. Uh, local as well. And um, you also find that there's uh, uh, the, the head of the household is uh, the butler, Graves. And Graves is from Taldor, imported to Ustalov to sort of bring culture to the far behind aristocracy here. And, uh, and Graves is very serious and very um, no-nonsense kind of thing. Uh, we've just because we were talking about Galt and his name is Graves, we are sure that he's both the head and body of the household, right? Indeed, yes, yes. He is not just the head, oh, uh, so at, cool. at least at this point in the adventure. Oh, <laughs> <Nice>. foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, gosh. Is that foreshadowing or just giving it away? I don't know. What a twist. The butler couldn't have done it. He was the murder victim. Uh oh. <laughs> Well, this with the dead out, that, that doesn't is not actually... a disqualification. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about Moiseau, the cook, uh, and um, Moiseau's assistant is Callie, who's a local girl who is uh, basically the scullery maid and and seems to get all the worst jobs in the uh, in the place. Hmm. So, and then of course there would be whatever staff Glanville uh, decides to hire. How many folks do you think you're going to need there? I mean, it looks like it's a fairly small house, so no more than two dozen. <laughs> Jeez. Fairly small house. So the map here is uh, 37 by 49, and it is um, two floors. Um, it's only got one wing. It's it's only have one what? only has one wing. Well, one it, has wing. A, it has a grand hall entranceway that is probably about the size of... Um, a house? A house, at least, yes. Cozy. Yeah, of, of all of Anactoria. You could fit all of Anactoria in there, and all you would have to do is mop up afterwards because they'd all be covered in peat and mud and stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, the normal staff would probably be about 18, so you can easily hire, and uh, I, I would appreciate if 
you came up with the other 14 names of the, uh, the staff <laughs> <laughs> or just okay. hit, hit the, uh, the, the randomizer if you'd like. I was trying to look up what I'll do with my downtime because I don't necessarily know the rules for earn income. Uh, well, earn income is basically you roll against your skill and you can make some money. Yeah, I'm looking at the table for it. Mm -hmm. I don't understand the table. Yeah, that's a that's <laughs> it took me a while as well. So basically, the GM assigns a level to whatever you decide you're going to do and you roll against that DC. And then depending on how high you roll, it gives you a certain amount of money you make per day and then you multiply that by the number of days you have and like that. So usually you do something like your level minus 2, I think is what they use for Pathfinder Society. But um, if you decide you want to do a really complicated kind of thing, then you can go for a higher level one. Perhaps oh, cooking? I was thinking I might travel to some of the local local restaurants and learn some of their recipes and maybe share some tips, you know, maybe share some recipes, maybe train some of their staff if they're not comfortable with it. Okay. So sort of restaurant makeover consultant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, exactly. Just go in and use Intimidate instead of cooking. Oh, no. <laughs> so let's see if you want to do, that's probably just, a, we'll say it's a level five task. And so you can, uh, do you have the table there? That you're... Uh, I do. Okay, so you can just roll on the DC for a level five task and see what you get. All right. Uh, so I'm using the Path Builder dice so we can see how well it works. That way I okay. can recommend it to Kathy or not. And I got a 31. Nice. Okay. So that is, uh, that's a critical success. Yes. DC was 20. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that gives you, um, the amount under the, oh no. So a critical basically gives you the value of, um, of a level plus one. So the, the next entry on the table is how much money you make. Oh, so I so instead of getting the expert, I get the master gold. Is that it? Uh, no, um, you stay at expert and you go up one task level. Oh, I see. Okay. Wow. So for a critical success, I got two gold. Yep. Per day. Two gold a day is a yep. lot of money. Oh, okay. That is a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, that does add up. I mean, it's not going to buy you this this place, but. <laughs> sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, two gold a day is probably what all the staff combined so that's uh you've got three days worth and um we can uh, so you get six gold out of that nice. and let's see v was doing some um intelligence gathering yeah so i have a feat called hobnobber meaning uh, where it only takes an hour so if i just hang out in town for the entire time uh i could do eight checks a day which seems wow. pretty ridiculous um but i don't think i'm doing eight checks a day uh but i'm still you know seeing what, what what's happening so how sure. many diplomacy checks do you want me to make or do you want to just tell me some stuff i was gonna say uh, with eight checks a day you're gonna find out a bunch of things right so mm -hmm. um so why don't i just tell you some of the things that are going on um, that sounds great it's caliphas so uh there are um always secret things going on uh secret societies mm -hmm. cults all of that kind of stuff is is pretty much common um it's an open secret that vampires 
live here and are part of society and basically have their own society um, within and underneath Caliphas. Um, I don't need decide to, to take garlic with everything she eats. Yes, uh, interestingly, a lot of recipes in in Ustalav contain quite a bit of garlic for the common people, but some of the fancier restaurants don't stock garlic at all. In fact, the the uh, mm. most uh, the most impressive restaurant in the city is called Dalliance, and it is in the uh, in the same district that uh, on Laurelite Hill, where your your estate is, and uh, they will not prepare even uh, on request anything with garlic in it. Interesting. The blood pudding is to die for. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Blood pudding, yes, indeed. Um, and uh, so ah. there, there are also a number of um, traveling uh, theater troops, and uh, there's a big art scene here in Caliphas, uh, both sort of with public galleries and then more private um, invitation-only showings of a variety of, of art that is maybe not mainstream. So there's there's always sort of these little um, events and and uh, soirees going on throughout the city, often in sort of very private places underground. The city's sewers are extensive, and Caliphas has been built layer on layer, kind of you know Roman style, I guess. And so there are there are all sorts of catacombs throughout the area. You also find out many, many people who identify other people as vampires. That's the big thing, especially in the taverns and things like that. You know, anybody that, any politician that people don't like must be a vampire. Any any person that is, you know, a, a bad landlord or a, a miserly merchant or whatever must be a vampire. Um, so that's a little disturbing because it's, you know, very, very common. We'll, we'll come back and reference this in other parts of the Sure, you'll be like, oh, and by the way, yeah. you also heard this. That wasn't significant yeah. at the time, but now you're exactly. thinking about it. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. Sounds great. Cool. Um, how about you, Jason? What what were you doing with your downtime? I uh, noticed that there was like a guard's quarters here. So I think Audrin mm -hmm. is going to sort of uh, take that as his bedroom. And if Glanville hires any guards, kind of train them and then secure the house, make sure all the, you know, like make sure get familiar with all the exits and entrances and, and, and whatnot, just to kind of do do my due diligence as a kind of a bodyguard uh, uh, slash head of security now, I guess. Excellent. I'm always patrolling. Would um, Andrin mind if Idonia stayed there as well? She she was looking at some of the fancier bedrooms upstairs, and the only room upstairs she really felt comfortable in is room B after eating the Galton Chef's cooking. <laughs> that is... <laughs> Uh, that is the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, everything else is a bit too fancy for her. So she's like, where can I stay and not feel like a total heel? Yeah, I don't need this. Uh, this kind of this kind of place ain't for Lexi using me. Uh, we, yeah, yeah. Feel free to come on and, and, and take one of these here beds. This one seems uncomfortable. I'll take it. That takes me back. Takes me back to my cavalry days. I, I'm confused. I don't yet. Uh, does your goddess prevent any form of fun in their tenants? Is comfort no. anathema? No, it just feels odd. I I once spent two whole months sleeping in the basement of a a dairy shop that was a you know a, a front for a local dairy farmer uh, trying to get halflings out of Cheliacs. Like I don't, 
this seems a little weird to me, uh, honestly. The, the beds are too soft, they're uncomfortable. These ones are nice and firm. They, I, I can sleep in these ones. Glenville, which uh, which room were you going to take, by the way? D. That is the biggest uh, yes. room, practically, yeah. And the yep. one nearest the study. Specifically, uh, that was the biggest requirement. Yeah. Well, <laughs> technically, that's a closest. guest bedroom, but... Yeah. yeah, C is the master bedroom. Are you sure <laughs> that you want to slum it in a guest bedroom? I mean, it's as a like as a noble, it would it would appear improper for me to stay in the master bedroom of yeah. another noble's estate. Which which one of us is going to stay in the smoking rom? Yeah, I noticed there is a typo in the key there. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, when, if the rom is smoking, that computer's no good anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Don't you want to stay in that <laughs> Uh, there are two D's, uh, Param. Do you mean the one in the southeast area Indeed, next yes. to the nursery? Yeah, there's a D in the upper left and a D I'm in, in the, the upper right. left. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, and the library's right up there, too. So that makes sense. Yeah, it's a it's 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 a not a bad place in terms of your uh, what you've seen, Glanville. But, uh, you know, maybe not uh, not quite up to your standards. Do you hire any guards or do you hire mostly just, um, you know, wait staff and uh, and folks like that? I'll let the head of the household decide what we need and like to stock up to a normal level, really. Okay. Um, though it's also very important that I hire at least one part-time artist. I have some spy art commissions I need done for some of my political rivals back in Taldor. Oh, well, interestingly, <laughs> um, area I, is a painting room. Uh, the uh, the host, uh, the owner of the house is a amateur painter, and so there's a whole room set up for that. Okay, I'll make sure that they uh, know not to use too many of the expensive paints without my consideration. Yes, yes, of course. Oh, it gives me an idea. Hmm, is there are there gardens? There, um, there's sort of the central courtyard with a with a rotunda and things like that. There are various flower gardens and things like that. There isn't a vegetable garden here. No, that's perfect. At some point during those three days, Idonia is going to find a very nice looking rose. She is going to then go up to the, the painting room, find a blank canvas, put it on an easel. She's going to use a bit of string and needle to tie the rose to the, the canvas. And then she is just going to splash red paint all over the top of the rose and leave it there. Hopefully until the owners return. <laughs> Is your calling card? Uh, kind of, yeah. It's just a hint. <laughs> it's just a reminder, you know, when they see it to be like, hey, consider consider your help. Consider the, the, the commoners that you literally lord above and boss around that, you know. No one is immune to to revolution and change. I'm just going to take uh, one of the guest bedrooms and I'm going <laughs> to leave it as I found it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Adonia, please make sure that you wash the cadmium off your fingers there. I, your your uh, conversations are witty enough uh, that I don't wish to see you diminish in further capacity. She would wash her hands. Excuse me. It's all lead paint, yes. So you had some great experiences with lead last time. So. Oh yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I have got in the middle of the courtyard on the first floor map. There's something called the summer house. Yeah, it's like a it's like a rotunda, uh, almost like a bandstand. We would call them here, I guess. Uh, it's just sort of like an open gazebo area. I shoot the and, gazebo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. 
<laughs> so you can you can sit out there and relax and take the summer air and so on. It's uh, it's still spring, if I recall, and so that means it's foggy and rainy here in Ustalav. So it's probably less comfortable. Uh, summer in Ustalav this year is uh, a wheel day, so you'll have to wait for that a little bit. Now, could the open walls be shuttered to make some kind of like a private home on the property? Oh, yes, um, for sure. You could. Uh, you th there are shutters. It's not fully we weatherproof, but it is. You know, we'll keep the worst of a, a rainstorm out. All right. Are you looking at I'm that? Moving into the summer house. Okay. Sleep in the gazebo. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is both private and in the middle of the action. <laughs> it is well placed for anything that happens. Geo geographic center of the house. What about Otis? You brought Otis home with you. He likes his drink. He likes his fighting. He likes his uh, bullying people. And he basically agreed to come along with you because the other option was to get thrown in jail. All right. That's I, 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 I'm taking him basically under my shield uh, to try to smooth out his rough edges, kind of give him a slightly boot camp military uh, bit of training. He can be our third guard here in the bedroom here. Um, okay. I'm getting him up early in the morning. I'm getting him to jog around the the, uh, uh, the house with me. I am uh, uh, getting him to stop drinking. Do I remember right that we kind of determined that this guy is a low life because he never really had a chance to be better? Yeah, he, he sort of had a bit of a sob story. Um, he, you know, grew up in Anactoria where options are limited and he wasn't quite competent enough to go out and farm peat. So that tells you something. Um, so yeah, he's, he's basically grown up in a, in a pretty poor situation. Having said that, he quite enjoys his poor situation. Um, and so the getting up early in the morning and the um, running for mm -hmm. any reason other than abject fear doesn't go over well with him. Um, and he he does, you know, knuckle to the pressure of, oh yeah, you could throw me in jail. But uh, he's got a lot of rough edges and you may need yeah. to apply a hammer. Hey, I, I have a hammer and it's a fearsome one. <laughs> Metaphorically. A, a metaphor, well, I'm not gonna hit him. I'm not, uh, you know, this is, this is, and, uh, and this is all for his, own, for his own good, basically at this point. So if I whip him into a bit of shape so that when we let him go or whatever, he can just take a, a uh, 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 upstanding job as a you know caravan guard or something like that that he can make make yeah. something of himself just like a little bit how i was you know you know again sort of my my background is a little not not exactly the same but in terms of a uh, uh, being in the uh, the Talton cavalry right made something of myself essentially yeah. okay so so the boot camp is to to improve his moral fiber yes Once. Very good. And the, and, the, and, the, and the old dwarven tradition. <laughs> he, Without the uh, ale. Yeah. He, he has a, a prolific um, command of cuss words. That's the best part of his vocabulary. And he uses them <laughs> all on you repeatedly every morning. But he does come along. And even on the third day, he's at least to the point where he's complaining less violently. I, I teach him a few cuss words in dwarven. Excellent. <laughs> he is very, he's thrilled. 
Okay. But, but it's tough love, but it's it it is love. You know, it's it come from a place of love. So you know, at the end of the day, when he's done a good job, he definitely gets a pat on the back and a at a boy. I'm trying Excellent. to I'm trying to I'm trying to definitely uh, uh, be as avuncular as possible because I am good old Uncle Ogdrin. Nice. He does like the food. Um, this is the most mm-hmm. he's eaten ever, and so he's quite uh, <laughs> yeah. quite happy with that. All right, you know, a few days have gone by, and at dinner one day, Graves' much larger staff are now running in and out with platters and plates and things like that, and and uh, you're all gathered in the dining room, and, and Graves comes over to you, Glanville, and says, uh, Sir, I didn't want to disturb you earlier, but uh, a package has been delivered for you. Um, I had them put it in the salon. It's, uh, it's quite large. Uh, if you would care to um, examine it after dinner, it would... Uh, it, it, it is uh, not addressed, but the gentleman who delivered it seemed to indicate it was for the current occupants of the house and not my master. Oh, very good, very good. Thank you. I'll, I'll see to it at my earliest convenience. It uh, came with a card, sir, and he hands over this little card that, that just says, From an Admirer. Oh. All the letters are cut out from magazines. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> This could be that statue. And actually, there's a there's a big rose on it with some red paint splashed all over it. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Okay, so dinner proceeds. Lorna, are you going to be doing the cooking, or are you going to let Wazo cook, or how is this going to work? I don't know. I thought I I kind of want to you know talk to her and converse and and see if she's up to snuff and cooking. Maybe maybe we'll work together. Maybe I'll have her be my sous chef. Okay. Um, well, Moiseau is, uh, I mean, she's, she's used to being in command of the kitchen. So she definitely has that sort of directive kind of method of conversing. Um, she doesn't necessarily think that you're automatically her servant though. Um, and so she's, she's relatively open. She does seem to know her stuff. Um, she has some really interesting recipes, some really, uh, interesting flavor combinations and so on. Um, so she seems to be fairly competent. Well, here's what I'll do. I'll let her keep command of the kitchen, and I'll just help out in the kitchen. Excellent. Okay. There, she is uh, She is thrilled to have you uh, and to work with someone who is obviously so skilled in, in the art of cuisine. Perhaps one day you will want to teach her the new cooking ritual that we cooked up with on the Discord. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> Things have proceeded, and so that usually means that you come out a little bit later as dinner is being served, basically, so you're not sitting and hanging out with the rest of the folks at the table. But dinner proceeds. You have a wonderful meal, as usual. The meals have just been getting better and better. Otis has even learned to use a fork, and so he is uh, making a little bit less mess than than he has over the last couple of days. After dinner, you generally would retire to the salon or go do whatever you want to do, but you have this package, and the package is on the map here so that I don't forget about it. Um, It's a blue cloth in room number C, which is the salon, which is a beautifully uh, marble tiled floor. There's a a couple of comfy chairs and um, you've got a table and so on. So yeah, it's a a nice little place. So this, this package looks to be about four feet by five feet by six inches thick. And it's actually very flat and and standing up against sort of a tripod stand. So imagine almost like an easel with 
this thing sort of leaning up against it. It's wrapped up in cloth with a dark red ribbon and uh, it's otherwise unmarked. Um, so hmm. I'm, I'm going to start with a question I'm going to ask you a lot throughout the course of, of the revamp ad adventurous. I have take odd. Do I notice anything odd immediately? Anything odd? Yes. Well, first I, of all, yeah, that's odd. Oh, I called it take that's odd. odd. That's right. odd. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. odd. Yes. That's odd. It is. Uh, it is <clears throat> rather odd that someone would deliver a package here for you, because as far as you know, nobody really knows that you're staying here. It's not like you've sort of put out a sign or, or anything like that. So it's possible that this is a mistake. Um, also, the package is really big. Like this isn't the kind of thing that you send someone, oh, you're, I'm your admirer, I'll send you flowers or I'll send you mm -hmm. um, a love letter with perfume on it or something like that. This is like a big, massive sheet of plywood, basically sized thing. Interesting. Um, well, because of, you know, our location, I'm just going to be a little bit cautious and, and uh, see if we've got any magical auras going on on this thing. That's a wise idea. Um, in fact, underneath the cloth, there are magical... The, you do detect magic very quickly. And you and also the have the aura. read aura, do you? Or Yeah. Yeah, okay. So there are auras of illusion. Oh, pardon me. There are auras of transmutation and conjuration. Hmm. Well, let me check it for traps real quick. It doesn't seem to be trapped. The easel that it's leaning on looks a little flimsy for supporting it. It actually looks like it's quite a heavy object. It's not just a sheet of paper or something like that. It's, it's quite substantial. It does not appear to be trapped, though. Well... I, of course, warn everybody about the magical situation of the object. Mm. So, do we throw caution to the wind and open our dear package here? You want me to, you want me to open it, Mr. Glanville? Uh, if you could, that would be wonderful. All right. All right. I, I, I'm, I'm picturing a sort of a crate. Yeah, it's, that, it's like, but it's very okay. thin. It's only about six yeah. inches thick. Right, right, right. Yeah. But uh, I guess... Uh... <laughs> Lauren, you bought every uh, Monday night item, so I assume you have a pry bar or a crowbar or something in your bag of holding. I use three actions to pull my backpack off. And <laughs> I'll reach in and grab a crowbar. Well, it, <laughs> the, the, the whole thing is wrapped up in, in canvas with a ribbon or a cloth with a ribbon kind of thing. So Okay, so it's not actually crowbar. in a crate. Yeah, it's not in a it's crate. Just, That's right. Yeah, okay, it's just, just sort of shaped okay, like fair one. Enough. Okay, then, then, I'll, then I will just undo the ribbon and dramatically tear off the cloth. Excellent. <laughs> You do so, and uh, inside is a very large uh, painting in a uh, rather ornate gilt wooden frame. The painting is an oil of a, a country estate with some lovely gardens. It looks sort of very idyllic. There's a bunch of people in the foreground, you know, wearing relatively fancy clothes, eating and dancing and playing games. It looks like a garden party kind of situation. There's a big fountain off to the side. There's mountains in the background and so on. Let me just uh, press my special little secret check button. I thought you were pressing the visual aid button. I thought we were going to get a yeah, picture. Yeah, no, there is not a picture of that, unfortunately. 
but you do notice that in the in the mountains in the distance there is a large tower just very like it's it's not at all uh, a major part of the scene it's just basically there it's fairly clear from your knowledge of of things that it is um, the tower of gallowspire where the up until recently, oh. the Whispering Tyrant was imprisoned. So oh. this seems to be an actual location. That's the kind of thing that would, you know, you wouldn't put into a painting you were just making up, probably. It's really nice. It's quite large. It would would be a little bit difficult to hang, perhaps. It's probably 75 pounds. So we think Ooh. this is a real place in the world? You think it's a painting of a, of a real place, or at least meant to represent a real place. With the Gallowspire and with the mountains, it could be, you know, in southern Ustalov, pretty much anywhere, because you can see Gallowspire for miles and miles. You could do a little bit of digging to try and figure out exactly where it is, but probably somewhere in southern Ustalov, maybe Laswal, the former country of Laswal. Glendale, does this mean anything to you? The disturbing reminder of uh, this country's history, if nothing else. Magical paintings of this variety oh, do worry me a bit. Uh, let's cover it back up. All right. You mentioned something about a teleportation aura. Uh, conjuration doesn't necessarily mean teleportation. It could be creating fresh matter from nothing. But I have no desire to be about we tall for a little bit. <laughs> As you're looking at the painting, you, you can also see that the scene does appear to change it it's not animated but the scene mm -hmm. does like you'll look at it and then you'll look to a different portion of the portrait and when you look back at that first spot that character has moved slightly it's almost like this scene is playing out in extreme slow motion hey, that character are there characters in this there are there are a number of uh of, uh -huh. sort of nobles that are you know cavorting around doing noble things in uh, in the party there are a number of liveried servants that are you know waiting on them hand and foot actually there's there's a mysterious figure off in the distance that is kind of indistinct basically just a silhouette that seems to be watching from up on the hill it is a uh i mean it's it's the kind of does anyone have any kind of art lore or anything like that i think uh, no the I, can... I have is just society <laughs> yeah you can make a society role and I have untrained improvisation. Okay, that's pretty good. You can and roll that. Society roll was a twenty-seven. Oh, okay. Um, this is the kind. This is, you know, a, a fairly standard style of painting where it's it's relatively realistic, and people would, you know, put this up to to remind them of the old times, essentially when you know when they were all much better off and they had the <laughs> facilities to pay for big parties like this and have have a, a giant sort of fete in the. Uh, in the garden estate out in the summer home. Uh, using untrained improvisation, I have a 23 on art lore. The the style is a little bit older. It's not something that's been popular recently. It's probably, you know, a couple hundred years back anyway. Mm. Um, and certainly the costumes of the people that are in the, the things look a little bit dated as well. Now in Ustalov, that's not too uncommon for people with, you know, a Talden eye. But even more so, like this is definitely from a few hundred years back. Hmm. I suggest that without directly touching it, you know, an unidentified magical object is always dangerous. Um, let us rewrap it, since that seemed to be, they were able to move it in here wrapped up. 
and take it down to the study, where I will uh, spend many hours trying to dissect exactly what's going on here. Okay, that's uh, that's easily enough done. The uh, it's it's quite heavy. It'll take two of you to to carry it around, but you wrap it back up and uh, and tie it up and. Uh, hmm. So you're going to stick it in the study, which is room number... Oh, I thought we were in the study. You mean like the, the library? Salon. This is the salon. The salon. Yeah. yeah, I understand the mistake for someone who hasn't... Uh, you know, oh my gosh. What are all these rooms actually for? Lazing around? Well, this one is for lazing around, relaxing, and entertaining, whereas the study is for ruminations after you uh, entertain in the salon. And what is a parlor for i oh that we're in or is this the parlor this is so confusing there are so many rooms in this quote-unquote house fine fine so, where do you want this thing where the books are so the the library sure that sounds wonderful i wish it was a <laughs> library um speaking of which does anybody else wish to help me try to discern this this maddening thing i could help you look over it yes Yes, excellent. The more, the merrier when it comes to research. So I, I can help, but I'm really tempted to just do a lot of trial and error. <laughs> I, I want to be a little bit more careful than that, but if you feel reckless and adventurous, I will do my best not to smudge you. I mean, that is the name of the show. <laughs> reckless and adventurous. Hi, I'm Scott Reckless. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I can change my name if required. From young to reckless. You yeah, can so hyphenate, the and then you would be young and reckless. Mm, That's true. That was my favorite soap opera for about ten years: the young and the reckless. The young and the reckless. Yes. Yeah. All right. Like so to, let's. After I was a minute say that, of examining the painting, I would like to pursue a lead on it. Oh yes, of course. Mm, investigate. Do, do, do. Okay. So you uh, you cart the painting over to the to the library, and uh, um, the two of you are gonna Lily and Glanville are gonna look it over. Um, no, no, I'm not. Oh, you're me. you're hoping. Okay, I'm helping. I don't need standing there in case anything horrible jumps out of it. <laughs> okay, Same. You know, like the part <laughs> in any sort of like research experimentation where somebody has to like take the reckless experiment to see if our theory is right. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's Soviet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You get to either become Captain America or the backstory for next week's adventure. <laughs> we must avenge poor Xavier who fell last week. No. Okay, so um, you you poke around with the painting. It's it's exceptionally well uh, crafted. It's unsigned, uh, and there's not even any um, distinguishing marks on the frame or anything like that which is a bit unusual because usually artists tend to want to know want you to know who who they are. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's that's a bit strange. The the illusory or transmutation effect of the scene playing out is actually pretty fascinating as you as you sort of watch it you're kind of like you, you you're watching this scene in slow motion and it's almost like watching a soap opera. There are the gentlemen over here and the ladies over on one side. And, and then there's a, you know, there's looks back and forth and eventually one goes over to talk to another, but it all happens so slowly that the sense of anticipation of like what's going to happen um, is kind of captivating, not, not in a magical way, but it's, it's mm -hmm. just kind of really interesting. Um, mm -hmm. It does 
go on for basically as long as you feel like watching. So, um, what, uh, what are your plans for sort of investigating it? Let's go with, well, first we just hired an artist. So we'll definitely bring in an artist to, to get. Oh there yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's the artist's name? Uh, Amber. Amber. Uh, okay. So Amber comes in and, uh, takes a look. Oh, that's, uh, that's very nice. What, uh, who, who painted this? We do not know. I was hoping that you might have some local insight. It was just delivered mysteriously. And I'm sure that you just love a fun mystery. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, well, let's see. Um, and Amber gives it the once over and sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's painted fairly recently. There's, there's not a lot of um, any kind of patina or anything like that. I would, I would hazard this is, this is a new work. This is painted within months. Um, and, uh, I mean, the style is, is fairly typical of, of, uh, what you would see in, in sort of landscape painting and, uh, you know, it's, uh, the, the, the magical side is fantastic. I mean, many artists don't, don't wish to use magic to, uh, enhance their, their artistic skills because they feel it cheapens the, the ability. But I mean, it's, it's the kind of thing that the masses would, would quite enjoy. Mm. Um, there's uh, there's a couple of you can tell the artist is uh, while they haven't signed it I think they've put themselves in it that's this this little silhouetted figure and they point off to the one of the the, the silhouette in the hills is probably a, a self portrait of the artist and um, you know there there may be other uh, there may be other things that may identify you know the artist they this is the this is the kind of thing where you might find uh, hints in the geometry of the painting, hints in the in the composition, and so on. Uh, it would take some study, and, and probably by someone more versed in art history than than myself. But uh, it's it certainly is interesting. Uh, and by this point, Amber has touched the painting and the frame and everything like that. So um, <laughs> <laughs> unless you unless you stopped her, they no. they've just done that. So. Uh, there are no explosive runes, as far as you can tell. Fantastic mm. news. I did not mean to use the NPC as the trap finder, but hey. <laughs> Whatever works. Well, I would definitely appreciate your assistance as we try to study this. Uh, you'll, of course, be fully compensated for your time. Uh, do you have any other recommendations? You said that someone more versed than you, do you have any recommendations on who we can consult? <sighs> well, there there is a quite active art scene here in in Califas. Um, the the real um, authorities though would be at, uh, at Lepstad University that's sort of where the the academic side of things would go but there are a number of of well-versed uh, artists here in in Califas. I could I could point you towards for sure well I would definitely appreciate some manners of introductions for anyone you could think of that might assist us with this endeavor when time permits of course absolutely absolutely um, and uh, there are a number of um, art books in this library um, and so those will also provide some some sort of reference and so on so Amber will get to work on that and we'll also try and think of the people that she could recommend as well are there any books on the genealogy of local nobility? Yes, um, there are many books 
in genealogy. That's, that's nobility's favorite kind of book. That's right. Uh -huh. <laughs> Some of them might even be correct. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Not the good uh, ones. I look for something from about 100 years ago, and I try and uh, oh, very cool. match people in the picture to descriptions in the book. Oh, that's very cool. Okay, so you'll be working on that. That'll take some time, of course. There, one of the things that you do come across fairly quickly that the estate definitely is in southern Ustalav. So you can, you can see some of the mountain peaks um, and the, the Tower of Gallowspire and so on. You're able to place it fairly confidently in southern Ustalav um, and uh, near a place which is called uh, the Garden of Leeds. The Garden of Leeds, uh, L-E-I-D-S, is, uh, well, was a sort of a summer retreat for many nobles from Ustalav. Um, right up until the point when um, the Whispering Tyrant emerged and basically it was then used as a place to round up all the nobles and kill them mm. and turn them into undead <laughs> people. Uh, it's now called the Garden of Lead. And uh, Yeah, okay, I was wondering if this was the same garden. Yes, yes. So the Garden of Lead, of course, uh, was related in our last scenario where the skeletal countess, the assistant or the henchman yeah. of the Whispering Tyrant, basically rounded up all the nobles and immersed them in molten lead and turned them into wonderful lead statues that uh, stay there to this day. Hey, Glanville. Yes, 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 indeed. I think somebody's sending you a message. I am beginning to suspect as well. <laughs> Huh. Maybe Galt is looking fine this time of year. <laughs> I don't know. This sounds more like somebody needs our help. Oh. Well, uh, sending a painting is a strange cry for help. And a cryptic message instead of, say, help, signed the person who needs help with the location of where to find the person who needs help. That's more what I would have expected, yes. Would someone with malintent sign this an admirer? Indeed. Yes. Very much, yes. Hmm. It's pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this it, seems more fact, like I a think, warning. Uh, I think, in fact, uh, that's how I will sign the piece I have Amber making for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, 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 we just stumbled across those nobles covered in lead last time, right? It wasn't. Oh, they came after us, us. That brought them there. Yeah, they stumbled across oh. you. They they uh, attacked the Aspis camp that was out in the swamp, and then when you were at the Aspis camp looking at the wreckage, uh, you encountered more of them. But it wasn't us that they came for. Well, you don't really know. Um, they attacked you, know. and they attacked the other Aspis that were off map. So they seem to just be quite happy attacking whoever they came across, yes. Roving and murdering. But do you know As how you does. can attract the attention of a necromancer? Beating up their zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make a whole bunch of new ones now. Um, I've been spending the past two weeks painting zombies. I don't want to make you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I think while you guys are doing that, I think I might actually go to the Leopardstad University, and I might try and make my own connections there. Uh, so Leopardstad University is in Leopardstad, which is um, oh, that's not in Califas. No, it's not. It's not in Califas. Yes, okay. it's quite far away. Yes, yes. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Um, we can oh, talk to the artist. There in is Califas. there is a handout. Ooh. This is the city of Califas. Ah, there you go. 
and uh, so it has a variety of different uh, different locations and so on that uh, you might want to look at. Um, the the Quarterfo Archives, number 12, is a sort of museum kind of place. You you came across that name. They had offered to mm. buy the Maid of Anactoria uh, mm. previously. Well, then um, that's where I'd like to go. That sounds exactly like what I'm looking for. Okay. So, so appropriate that the uh, Pathfinder Lodge in Caliphas is in an asylum. <laughs> hey, God, yes. Asylum and the Pathfinder Lodge. Oh. Well, it's it's that way. There's Classic. less of a walk from That's the one right. to the other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lily, I will accompany you. I ain't gonna do much good in this here library. Okay, so uh, you still have a couple of hours before before evening, so you can uh, you can go and do that. So Glanville and uh, Xavier, I guess, are looking at the painting, and um, we have uh, two folks off to the Quarterful Archives. Uh, Idonia, what are, what are you going to be doing I... again? I think I'm going to keep an eye on this painting. Idonia is waiting for something terrible to leap out of it or okay. curse someone or something else. And I think she feels uh, almost like a, a divine duty to stand by and, and protect the world from whatever evil this painting is, you know, threatening. Uh, a, a magical painting of Gallows Spire is not a thing to take lightly. Very well. Okay. So uh, we have split the party. Which is wonderful. I love splitting the party. It's my yes. favorite. Yes. The two folks that have gone off to the Quarter Faux Archives, you, you get there and you do a little bit of research, but they're only open for a little <sighs> bit of time. So you, you basically have accumulated a little bit of research on uh, the painting, but nothing conclusive as of this point. Oh, I'm not looking for in information on the painting. Oh, you're looking for... I'm looking for experts. Oh, Okay, well, you can certainly find uh, uh, a number of people at uh, Quarterfo that are, are art experts. Um, so that's not a problem. What what do you, do you just want their names or do you want to have them come to the... If I can meet with one, I'd be willing to, you know, pay them to come and look at the painting and give us their expert advice. Okay, excellent. Well, yeah, so the two of you get uh, get someone Especially who will come like the next... Especially, like, the curator. If we can get, like, the curator of this place, <laughs> that'd be amazing. They don't even sure. have a name. They're just a creepy old person named the curator. The curator. Yeah, exactly. They might that be a vampire. Be... Well, uh, everyone <laughs> says they, they are. are. <laughs> everyone says they are. Um, yeah, you can certainly make that appointment, and then you can um, return back to the to the manor after they sort of close down. And the folks working on the painting, again, you're starting to, to um, find some information, nothing on the artist, really, nothing on who might have done this, but certainly it, it, um, it's a very accurate representation of the, the former Garden of Leeds, now the Garden of Lead. And, and you're, as you watch the, the, the scene slowly play out in slow motion, you do start to see some level of creepiness happen. You, you notice that, you know, one of the servants his, his the pallor of his skin has gone from sort of a nice rosy red to more of a grayish color and the the games that people are playing the croquet and things like that it looks like someone's going to hit someone else with a croquet mallet and and just the painting is sort of taking a bit of a of a darker turn as time goes on and nothing jumps mm -hmm. out of the painting at this point idonia so you basically keep them safe as they research and finally in the evening, you are all ready to retire 
for the evening. Um, do you go to sleep normally? Do you post a guard or a watch on the painting? Do you do anything like that? I think we should cover it with that same cloth that was shipped in okay. and tie it back up. Sounds I'm going to alert the servants to not touch this thing. Very good. Okay, so... Make them aware that there is a magical oddity in the house. Since Very we well. have hired guards, we can be like, hey, keep an eye on this. It's um, it's 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 me. I don't need an Otis. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never Those mind. are the really, guards. Pretty much. Yeah. Hey, Otis. <laughs> <laughs> Stay up all night. Stand over here. Well, uh, if you want, if you want someone to watch over the painting at night, like I'll switch. You know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll do a watch with you know switching off with Otis or something like that. And, and like yeah, the three of us can can figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. the three of you are gonna just Take keep an watches. eye on the painting. You've got it all tied up as it was before and covered. Yeah. We'll find a, a loud bell or something for whoever's on watch, just in case they have there to alert go. the estate. Sure. That's no problem. You set your watch, you drift off to a wonderful, dreamless sleep here in the city of Caliphas, and we will see what happens tomorrow morning in the next episode of Adventurous! This has been a No Direction Network production. Adventurous is brought to you by Sirenscape, with soundtrack and original theme provided by Sirenscape and the Sirenscape Fantasy Player. Join us in two weeks for the next episode of Adventurous. Adventurous.